0: Hello, Conspiracy Players. The following is a guest appearance on somebody else's show, but still guaranteed to be some good shit. Stay tuned for more original content from Conspiracy Playtime.
1: And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. It's going to be another good one, folks. We've got a few great gentlemen here rye will be joining us shortly uh he's just running a little late tonight but he will be here and uh dude there is so much to talk about right now not even you know conspiracy related just shit that's going on in the news and in this world right now at this wild time so let me introduce my guest we got from conspiracy playtime colby what's up man
0: hey guys been waiting for this since i was on this uh, i think it was halloween of last year when i was in in the uh, panel of this it's been that night. long yeah i've been on once and it was with davy wavy on halloween i think he set it up and i had a blast i i'd i'd never had listened to before that but i haven't missed an episode since so oh you know what it is i was thinking of you uh, you and i did your show
2: a yes couple months ago. in That's march was. yeah yep. okay
1: yeah Oh man, and I actually—I was listening to a little of that today because um, Howdy McCoskey just did an uh, interview with uh, Forbidden. I always get it wrong. Forbidden News Network or Forbidden Knowledge News, some whatever, and it was on the same stuff we talked about. You know, the orphan trains, the world's fairs, that whole eighteen hundreds fuckery that went on. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, this sounds exactly like the conversation Colby and I had, you know, a, a little while ago. So I was like, dude, I feel like he's just because I was answering his answers before he answered it. And because it, it's the same stuff we've been talking about forever. So uh, but that was fun, man. So anybody that wants to go check that out, I think that's number 43 on uh on colby's uh show conspiracy playtime so that was a fun uh, one. that
0: was a great episode and i do feel like you're one of the most underrated people as far as the old world goes i think that yeah you don't get enough credit for that so i'll just say that right up right up appreciate
1: gate. that my th- th- no more compliments though my head will get too big all right i'm gonna start dissing you for the rest <laughs> of the show <laughs> put me in my place Ah. Oh. Thank you, Colby. Drew, what's up, man, from your Missing not, the Point podcast? What else? You got just... Conspiracy Theater 3000, you know, you name it. You have the, your homeschooling podcast also, right?
2: Yeah, the Homeroom Educating Educators. That's another one. Um, just trying to survive the hellish hellscape that is communist Australia. Ooh. Trying to be free in an unfree world. Dude, you, you guys are like
1: the test ground right now. It seems like you in New York City... like the two areas they're like let's see how much they'll really let us get away with and canada too yeah but canada's small things and i'm sure ryan has more to add on that one but yeah just but australia these are like wild and that's what once we get going i want to talk about that too because i just saw something in australia that's fucking mind-blowing man i don't i don't know where we're going with this
2: i've become desensitized to how much of it there is now at the moment but
1: well you have to in a real
2: time yeah because if you start thinking about it and really focusing on every little
1: thing they're putting out there a how many of these are actually going through Uh, you know because a lot of them are just ideas they're putting out there they haven't been passed they haven't you know they haven't been put into place but on the other hand it's like is it really going to affect me that much you know, are, are they really coming? They're going to get me for something anyway, if they're going to get me. So what do I care? I'm not going to sit there and, and harp on it.
2: Yeah, exactly right. There's no point dwelling <laughs> no. on what could be. Just move along and cross that bridge when you come to it, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, and coming from the
1: semi-communist state of Canada, Ryan Alexander. What's up, brother? Oh, hey, Matt. Thank you for having me, as always. And yeah, it's, it's kind of bad up here.
3: But, uh, uh, yeah, Australia definitely have it, has it worse. I actually lived in Australia before, too, and people always ask if I would go back. And I, since 2020, I said, oh, I don't really want to. Looks pretty rough there. It's weird uh, you know, you watch the nightly news in Australia, Drew, obviously you can uh, concur- uh, confirm this. You watch the nightly news in Australia, they tell you what's going on in the whole country. It's uh, like everybody gets the same news stream, you know, you're watching in Sydney, they, they tell you what's going on in Darwin in the north and in Tasmania, and you don't get that in uh, Canada and America, you pretty much just hear what's going on, or whatever big talking points they're talking about. But I think that's yeah. how they keep uh, Australia under some pretty tight control, as we saw when they wanted the mob mentality to come around, certain ideas looked like it was pretty easy to do in Australia, with one
1: consistent stream of information to everyone. Yeah, single source of truth. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and then the thing I wanted to get into, they have Australia, and and again, you have to look at the wording here, Australia moles, fake news fines for big tech. So again, it's not in place, but they're thinking about it. And it says, failure to moderate misinformation could hit social media giants in their pockets under government proposal. Um, And this is in Canberra. So it says, Misinformation and disinformation sows division within the community, undermines trust, and can threaten public safety, said Canberra's uh, communications minister, Michelle Rowland, on Sunday. She added that uh, the Albanese government is committed to keeping Australians safe online. Now, my major problem with this is who is the regulator of what is information versus what is dis or misinformation. And that is a very, very fine line and no one group should own that.
2: No, it literally it's going to be one small faction in the current government that will decide what is misinformation, what isn't. Yep. And it's very ironic that this bill has been proposed and is getting ready to be tabled after the winter break at parliament. At the exact same time, our government's losing a lot of ground in the voice to parliament vote where a lot of information's coming out online that this voice to parliament, which is Aboriginal recognition in our constitution, isn't what it's being sold as. It's actually being pushed out as a a means to take land from people and to take people's superannuation, their savings, and disperse it into um, Aboriginal land and holdings. But it's all done through a bit of a a new world order approach a means of seizing property and assets from people it's a full blown communist takeover that's being hidden under the the flowery wonderfulness that is some um some racial tolerance and giving back to the people that lands have been taken from but it's they're being taken for a ride exactly it's it's like how
1: this country was taken over as well i mean you look at the true history and the way that they took the land over the way that they uh, you know, made these false promises to natives. And still to this day, the, the natives have got the rawest end of the deal. And, you know, they did anything they could for their bottom line. And that's, that's what this is all about. You know, nobody trusts the government anymore, really. I mean, uh, every even the, the common people that I know, have a little suspicion about what the government does. But now we're going to, say that they can say what's right and wrong. So there goes any right to free speech, you know, and and that's supposedly one of the, uh, you know, the uh, Mount Rushmore of American <laughs> American <laughs> law. It's like, you know, I just don't, I, I'm having a tough time with all this misinformation and disinformation, because like you mentioned before, Drew, is it retroactive also? Does it account for things you said in the past? Because as we're seeing now, You know, throughout music, movies, television, there's a new whitewashing of, you know, older shows to say, oh, well, that doesn't fit in today's lexicon. So we're going to, you know, we're going to get rid of it. Nobody can watch it anymore.
2: And it shows that they're really desperate in pushing this type of thing forward now because... It takes all of two minutes to do a little bit of research, find a video in which a politicians actually said something they said they'd never stated, or a piece of evidence that proves your point. They're just wiping the internet of all independent thought. One of the major things that they're pushing out as misinformation now that's kind of prompted this bill to come through is there's an Indigenous leader that's very um, pro-voice to parliament, and he says in an interview that- It's all about communism, and he pays his respects to the Communist Party elders because they helped inform a lot of the things they want to push through. And our government's like, oh, it's got nothing to do with communism, but one of their leading figureheads actively thanks communism for what they're doing.
1: Well, it's essentially what BLM did with socialism here. You know, it's the same thing. They were all a bunch of socialists that started that, and they were high on Marx and it's like okay, I mean, and that's what most of these people are though. We know it's all a uniparty when it gets down to it. I'm sure it's the same thing in Australia. There's, you know, it's it's who is lining their pockets. They don't care about us.
2: Exactly right. It's interesting though that Australia's taken the approach of it's almost like a it's a bastard child of fascism and communism because they're using private industry to push these things, like they use private industry to push mandates, they use private industry to push law changes, they're using private industry and social media to push this law change through the guise of they're going to get multi-billion dollar fines for each piece of misinformation, which I don't think the likes of a Twitter is going to turn around and, and pay a fine for something they know is true. Yeah,
1: and that's the hard part, right? I mean, they even they made hypotheticals in here about Meta, you know, and companies having to pay a couple million dollars. And now, is that a couple million dollars per violation, or and and do they get slaps on the wrist? Is it because it's just such a gray area? What 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 topics are we talking about? You know, because this gets rid of all discussion. And I'm not a big fan of of Robert Kennedy Jr.
0: I am. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the things he talked about in his interview with Rogan was you're going to have experts on both sides of any argument. And in most cases, they will have valid arguments for their case. But w- which one of them is right? They're both experts in their fields. And that's where we get into this area of misinformation, disinformation. And it's, it's nonsense because there's two sides to every story, first of all. And who is, again, I keep getting back to, who is the one who controls what is misinformation and disinformation? Is it the liars that have repeatedly lied to us over and over again? You know, and if if so, then why play the game anymore?
2: Well, it's like you're seeing it now. We're seeing the soft part of this happening with if you're on any of the platforms like Instagram or anything owned by Facebook, it's or Meta as it's called now, you're seeing people getting retroactive strikes for posts that are over three years old now that have been proven to be 100% true. Mm-hmm. That's, I I had one recently for, um, it was something along the lines of, it won't stop at one vaccine, they'll make you get multiple boosters. And I got hit for that recently. Well, what are they doing? They're making you take mul- multiple boosters now. So well, well, when the strike Peter in Peter
1: Hotez says, yeah, Peter Hotez yeah. is. J- Jimmy Dore did a great uh, montage of that on fr- his Friday show, where Peter Hotes. It was, it was all okay. Two doses, two doses. Then it was, you know, for a couple months, the booster, booster. Then you need your second booster, and then you may even need a third booster. And so they were pushing that out there at us, but that's misinformation because it comes from you. It, it's, it's yeah, amazing.
2: I'm, I'm not a trade. I'm not a trained or certified um, reporter, so I can't possibly have an opinion on anything. Well, even the even the social media sites have
1: issues because I've been dinged before with the you know fact check or uh, see why this is false. But then I'll go to someone else's page and they have the same exact video or uh, meme posted and there's nothing. There's no warning, no nothing. It's like, hold on a second. This doesn't make any sense. Why is it wrong on my page, but not on this page? And, yeah, um, it's very Kyle's- selective. It's like almost
0: for other other stuff you've said in the past, it's just like the straw that broke
2: the (laughs) camel's back. Catalyst Jones uh, sent me a message this morning. He said, hey, man, I went to tag you in this for for our episode, but it came up with a message that I repeatedly post misinformation. And he said, so I'm not going to tag you in it because it's going to reflect on mine next.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, they do all sorts of stuff like that. Like you can't tag certain people. You specifically can't tag, you know, like they they find ways to keep you out of the algorithm, so to speak, and and keep your page from being viewed. Um but again, I I I wonder about a lot of these social media sites, you know, how much of it is propped up, how much of it is legitimate um and how much, you know, how much of it is just for business. For them to, 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 because a lot of my traffic now, I mean, the more followers I get, seems like the more traffic I get is just bots. You know, there's people leave comments that don't make any sense or it's spam comments, things like that. And it's like, well, how did they get around my page? You know, why am I uh, on their radar now? Or even my, you know, some of my friends who just have a couple followers, they're some of their photos get spammed. And it's like, what? How? They have like, you know, a handful of people that see their posts, yet they're still getting hit with spam. It's like there's something going on with the with these social media sites that I just can't figure out.
0: Yeah, and let's not leave out Twitter because I feel like people laud that website or that platform, whatever you want to call it. But I think, Matt, you and I both got kicked off after Elon took over yep. and I was going hard on him since about uh Probably 15, 16 months ago. I've been he's been my pet project. I've since moved on to RFK Jr., but uh I did a huge thread about Elon. And then the next day I called Hassan Piker a cunt for piling on Sidney Watson, and they told <laughs> me that that was not allowed. They took my account down, they didn't give me a warning, and they said that my they determined that the sole purpose of my account was to spread hate and violence and that I couldn't get back on. And I had to use my co-host's uh conspiracy playtime Twitter to get back on Twitter. It was kind of hard, but I figured out how to do it. Wow.
1: Yeah, I find it comical, you know. The the, the guy pushing free speech kicks people off, and it's well, like, he just
0: I- said cisgender is a slur. And if you call someone cisgender and I don't care what side of the trans issue you're on, I kind of figure we're probably all on the same side, but censorship is not the answer. And he's also said freedom of speech does not equal freedom of reach. So he can control who sees your shit. Yep. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, anybody that thinks that Twitter is like this bastion of free speech is out of their minds, you know, it's still under the same control. They give you the illusion But what's going to happen is you're going to have these platforms like this that go really hard conservative, right? And and what you're going to have is they're going to start outlawing that, you know, the trans talk, all that stuff. And so you're going to have this heavy censorship on the other side, too. And then there's going to be a bunch of people stuck in the middle like, well, I don't want to play in either of these sandboxes. Where do I go? And that's the interesting part, because, you know, I don't want to be in anywhere where you can't say what you want to say freely i mean that's that's kind of bullshit i don't care whether it's you like the speech or not it's you should be able to say as long as again as long as nobody's being harmed or or threatened with you know violence okay they're just words
2: words of violence matt come on oh <laughs> that's my God, violence. yeah
1: well i was just about to to post this up because in in massachusetts uh we had a fun one recently let's see this one. They uh just came out. A federal judge in Massachusetts uh says a shirt that reads, There are only two genders is not protected speech and invades the rights of others. Jesus. It, this is what we've come to now. You cannot have there are only two genders on your shirt, or you are violating the rights of others.
0: Is this in backlash to those kids that went into the school?
1: Yep. Is that, yeah. And trashed it. And yeah, they, they, with the
0: American flags and, uh. I only heard about it on your show and then I looked into it and that shit's fucking crazy.
1: Oh yeah. Was, I mean, it's one of those where they, they wanted to push back. I think they pushed a little too far, but hey, you know, if it was going the other way, it would have made news as the greatest thing ever. Exactly. But because it's going against the narrative. Now they're gonna, they're gonna really, really push back. and again, this is just so ridiculous. Like the funniest part about this is, is I saw you know uh, Amazon is selling you know whatever multi-gender T-shirt they want to sell. But then when you go to order it, you can only order it in a men's or a women's shirt. So.
2: <laughs> so, so this is the interesting thing do we do we have to push against the narrative or do we take the piss of the current narrative and use their own terminology to the point where their own words get banned The Victoria Police recently put out a um an amendment to their payment um scheduling where if you identify as intersex or gender neutral you get an extra like $1600 a pay for Victoria Police And now they're pulling their hair out because all these members are identifying as gender neutral so they can get extra money. So they're playing the system and making absolute mockery of what they're supposedly standing for. So do we have to start using their words and make fun of it to the point where they ban it?
1: It's funny you say that because uh, I have a call into our HR department at my job because we just got an email last Thursday that says they are now offering two days a month for uh, menstruating people. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I if I identify as a woman, I obviously then menstruate. So I should be also open to those two days,
0: correct? What and if you just have a really fucking bad hemorrhoid that won't yeah.
1: stop bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the insanity, man. I mean, come on! But they never, they never stated women in it in the email. No either There's it a... never said women it just said you know I, I forgot how they phrased it it was something like you know for for cramping slash menstruating and well they've
0: taken women out of the fucking equation like uh i think birthing persons is what women are called now i i did a tweet Lactating, people. yeah i was pissed at my uh, happy impregnating person's day on father's <laughs> day tweet it got like four fucking likes it's like i don't know if anybody got it but you know because it, and birthing people aren't mothers. There's people that are surrogates. There's people that give their kids up for adoption. So it's just kind of ridiculous, these words. That, but yeah, women, like you're saying, they've it's the patriarchy is very crafty, and they're taking women right out of the fucking equation. We're so good at everything as men that we're better at being women than women
2: are. Well, and we're starting to see these... Sorry, we're starting to see these woke agendas in big corporations. It's going to bite them in the ass. We're seeing... And a whole heap of national banks in Australia, they're offering 30 days, 20 or 30 days of gender affirming care. So people can go away and they can change their gender. They can get new clothes, have surgeries if they want to, whatever they get paid time off, then come back to work. So what's to stop people from going, oh yeah, I think I'm a woman have 20 days off and then come back and go, you know what? It wasn't for me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean,
1: well, and that th- where is it uh i was looking for trying to pull up this video because this chick nails it she's like it doesn't make any sense what you guys are doing i mean
4: I just the in the last oh, year.
1: hold on sorry i pulled a uh boner here i didn't share the sound guys i'd like to
3: throw something in here you know i think these people the the media you know the Culture drivers, I think they exist too much of an in an echo chamber by themselves. They're mostly talking to themselves is kind of what I'm getting at. You know, they're yep. throwing out all these new terms, all these new concepts, all these new woke things that supposedly everyone is accepting. It makes it look like everyone is accepting it because they're showing it on these main media channels, but real people don't talk like this. Not just conspiracy people like us, you know, people who look into things and whatnot. I'm talking about regular people, average people en masse, whether they're Canadians, Americans, or Australians. They don't speak like this they have not changed anything I bet the average Australian is much like I would remember they haven't adopted these just because you see these uh, concepts being pushed in in media and on Twitter and everything it doesn't mean it's actually changing the culture I think they're just trying really really hard and they're trying too hard quite honestly because regular people have limits too as long as they were able to have all their comforts and everything then they were happy to go along with the clown world that that is in the mainstream but I do think they have a breaking point and it'll be like, you know, prohibition when they banned alcohol, because we're talking about banning speech now and stuff when they banned alcohol or when they crank the price of cigarettes up. What happens? Smuggling happens. You know, regular people are now willing to break the law to go to an illegal bar or something like this. Just people again, they have their limits and they, they will fall out of line when those limits are crossed too sternly. And so all these free speech laws and everything, they will either be, in my opinion, mostly ignored. Or they will bring a lot more people onto the side of whatever uh, we're calling freedom, pro-freedom right now. I don't know if it's left or right anymore, but you'll get a bunch of people on the pro-freedom side. And I think we will chew away at the power structures, given that so many people would have been pushed away from the left by now.
1: If if not now, then they will be soon. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. I think it's it's that pendulum effect, right? I mean, it, never, it always wants to get back to center and it's going to sway far to the right it's going to sway far to the left but eventually it's going to reach that middle point and that's where it's most content so yeah I, and i think you're right we're dealing with fringe fringe groups here the only problem is these fringe groups control the media they have all the money, you know, so they can broadcast whatever message they want out there. Well, of course, in the world that they're showing right now, I think it's funny, you know, you see commercials, it's like literally every
3: couple on TV and I don't have cable, but when I catch it, even on the YouTube uh, commercials and stuff, everyone's interracial. Every It's funny, or I'm gay. in an interracial marriage too, but everyone's interracial or gay or transvestite, like literally everyone, you know, whereas maybe there's a couple in my town i don't i don't know but i don't see this very often you know it's it's still a very obscure thing a small proportion of the population is one of these uh whatever non-binary sexual groups or, or whatever it is but yeah just on tv it looks like it's this is a, what's happening culture wide everybody's doing it you know everybody's gay everybody's everybody's new age I, I don't know it's just not real life and real people i don't think are buying it anyways you know, you co- come walk around in a dress, they're
1: still going to call you gay. Yeah, and that that's kind of what this hits, this video hits on right here. This chick nails it. Well, let
4: me just get this straight. In the last few years, a biological male has been named Woman of the Year on several magazine covers. A biological male is referenced as a top-ranking female in our White House. A biological male was named the NCAA Woman's Swimmer of the Year. A biological male is making tens of thousands of dollars being the face of womanhood for Nike, for Tampax, for Bud Light, for Kate Spade, and countless other companies. A biological male took home the award for best actress at the Golden Globes. Are we really still trying to make the case that feminism supports women when the feminists are completely silent and or cheering on biological men taking over the space of women? Somebody spell this out for me.
0: Well, I do want to say that she missed out on J.K. Rowling because... JK Rowling is a feminist and has been labeled labeled a turf ever mm-hmm. since she decided that real women should still be like at the head of the feminist movement. I mean, I do like everything she said and that last person that she showed was kind of hot. It looked like a young share. That was a trans person. <laughs> Shit.
2: <laughs> it moved a little. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so no, the warning out of all this though, is that if you're a young guy and you're single, They've routed out all the weirdos and you're left with the based hot girls. What a time to be alive. You might have to do an oil check to make sure they're a girl, but (laughs) end of the day, it's (laughs) probably better. That would be my
1: biggest fear dating these days, right? Like I don't go to bars, but I I would be, especially where I am, the area in, in Massachusetts is we have some of the, you know, some of the group towns that actually follow the nonsense that Ryan was talking about, you know, and and I would be afraid I'd i definitely have to do a double check before uh before moving forward with anything.
2: Yeah, you don't want to end up like Danny Bonaducci. are ace ventura.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh got around.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, did you guys hear I gotta show you this? Did you guys hear about this guy who he's a he's must be a genius. Where is he? Uh this guy, Tom Stuker, in 1990, he bought a lifetime pass from United Airlines for 290000 Since then, he's flown 23 million miles. Whoa. Talk about getting your money's worth.
0: Do you know how old he was in 1990 by chance? I'm just curious. Was he like a young fellow? Yeah, he's not that old. Okay, uh, uh... 33 years later. Was oh, God damn it. There's that magic number. So he number. was
1: 40 at uh, 36 at the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he he just took advantage of like a promotional deal like Adam Sandler and uh, Punch Drunk Love. He just is like, all right. Yeah, he hit the jackpot
1: this. and he he gets his own fate, his favorite seat. Let's see. Uh, he spent 12 consecutive days without touching a bed after he flew from Newark to San Francisco, then on to Bangkok and Dubai. He's sp- only spent time outside the friendly skies while visiting the airport lounges. So he basically just air, you know, puddle jumps all over the world nice that's some modern
2: gypsy work right there
1: yeah well and, and this is a, the best part right here he even won an auction years ago bidding 451 000 miles to be a guest on episode of seinfeld so this guy <laughs> just by buying this has stepped in all sorts of shit and uh he's a lucky bastard what's up Brian?
0: Does, does anybody know the episode
1: he is on? oh there's ryan What's up? What's up? No, we were just talking about this guy who bought a lifetime pass in '90, and he's gone over 23 million miles. A lifetime pass on United? Yeah, that's interesting. How much was that? Two hundred ninety thousand dollars. Two hundred ninety k in 1990. I mean, if you got it, dude, you know, flaunt it, right? Exactly. I think there's a couple. There's a couple of things like this where people have done it. I know there was one guy who I think he was from out West and he bought this and he would fly out to Philadelphia every day for lunch to get lunch at his favorite restaurant, like yeah. at some like sandwich shop. And he would, he would just fly back and forth every day. That's interesting.
5: Cause it does take like, even if it's like, let's say it's an hour long flight. I mean, that's a four hour ordeal, right? If you're flying commercial. Yeah. So it's interesting. The dude must not have much going on, but, but yeah, man. I mean, it'd be great to just be able to hit and be like, yeah, let's go play, you know, eighteen holes and Pebble Beach, because you know he's got that kind of money to go play there. If he's throwing down two hundred ninety thousand on a lifetime pass,
2: yeah. So statistically, you should have been in a plane crash by now, right? No, in American aviation, <laughs> all plane crashes are fake.
1: And I think if anyone could answer if the Earth is flat, it would be this Tom gentleman. Interesting. Is are we he- talking about the flat Earth right now? no 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 <laughs>
5: I, I do like that shirt though by the way is that oh not? yeah
1: this is the catalyst jones special white rabbit oh, podcast
5: Dope, yeah dude he's great man he's a graphic designer man so all his stuff is really
1: good yes sir it's beautiful man i love this shirt i can't wait to rock it at the gym tomorrow oh did you just get it yeah it just came today so gave it a wash and popped it on for the show
5: see that's one thing maybe you can help me understand this more is why people that go to the gym, why they buy shirts and then wear them to the gym right away? Because I thought that shitty clothes were meant to be worn to the gym, but like gym rats always
1: wear their favorite clothes to the gym. See, I just wear these shirts because I love watching people's reactions to them. Like when I ever I buy your sh- one of your shirts, the first thing I do is wash it, and I'm wearing it to the next j- gym <laughs> next day.
5: I mean, I'm honored. I just to me, it's so so. Back- it's a
3: social I mean, thing. A, You're gonna see a lot of people there. Medium-sized gym, thing, okay. even yeah, yeah. You see tons of
0: people. How many chicks do you see in full fucking makeup at the gym too? Like that's a right. Thing, right? That's a
5: great
1: point. And they're yeah. always the nicest pants. You know what I
5: mean? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no
0: wrinkles at
1: all. Oh, it's always light pants, dark panties. It's oh, <laughs> dude. yeah. And then they get mad when you stare at them. <laughs> the Nerves.
0: <laughs> they film you staring at them and put it on fucking TikTok,
5: yes. yeah i should do that i should go to the gym i'm a little out of shape right now i've been losing weight though uh exercising go there dress like a total whore like just like you know <laughs> sports bra tight pants <laughs> and then just film dudes if they look at me for half a second and just yell <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> i need to get a gym membership first though
1: hey did you, any of you guys hear about this uh the the card game magic supposedly the magic the gathering um this kid ordered some cards and supposedly the company sent him the wrong ones that weren't released yet and he was a youtuber and so he did a show a live show on youtube about it and they supposedly sent the pinkerton national detectives to this kid's house or guy i don't even know it doesn't say who it is or how where it happened uh and and they said they might throw him in jail and give him a two hundred thousand dollar fine if he didn't give the cards back.
5: No, that's stupid, dude. Because what would you do if you got some unreleased cards? I'm not. I
1: paid for it. You sent it to me. It's your mistake.
2: Tough right. shit. It's on. Or just it. deny it. Just say I didn't get anything. That's true. It's like when you buy one thing off the internet and they accidentally send you two, you don't fucking tell them about it. No. Like, okay. No. Cool. Mine. I yeah, know or,
5: was, or they that was something that happened with those those desert storm cards, Matt. Remember, I told you I bought like seven packs, but they yeah. sent me like twenty-five of them. So yeah. I don't know whether I should thank the guy or just act like nothing happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like hey, dude,
5: you got seven, right? Yeah, I did get seven. That's what I'm saying.
0: So that's all you need to know. Like that's all he needs to know. That's Order like, fulfilled.
5: Yeah. I just feel bad if maybe he's like dyslexic or something. He saw like seven B <laughs> and I still got like a couple of weeks coming worth of shit.
1: Dude, the guy that that whole story reminded me of uh, of this thing I saw on uh, on Instagram today. It is
2: a <laughs> I love this fucking right
1: classic. Listen to this. Oh, why is there no sound?
5: I love the metal mesh, though. I mean, that's something that girls should wear to the gym—is metal mesh. Oh,
1: <laughs> dude, he's a legend. But why is there no sound? This is not making any sense. metal mesh
5: and a wooden sword oh no plastic
1: ah oh, damn it so anyway he's like he was trying he, 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 they were at like some larping contest why the fuck won't this sound let me see if i open it up look at those glasses is there a lens popped out
2: <laughs> and they're on like fucking sideways too oh right. dude he's he's a hot mess hot mess <laughs> He's like, I yeah. tried to cast a healing spell on the guy, but it didn't work because his head was cut off.
5: <laughs> yeah. You know none of those dudes drink or smoke weed, so he's probably just really high on sugar, like a child. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean?
2: absolutely, yeah. A he got out of the house, his
1: mom gave him, like, two Kool-Aids, and he's ready to go. We were in the yeah, middle of our tournament good.
5: where my friend John said he found a body in the bushes over there. <laughs> I ran over there because I'm a healing <laughs> monk to try and help, but obviously my magic wasn't strong enough because the dude's
0: body was missing a head. So my friend decided to try to use a necromancer spell,
2: which didn't work, which I knew it wouldn't. And apparently we contaminated the crime scene because that spell uses a lot of glitter.
0: <laughs> is that real? Yeah, that's what I questioned. I I can't believe it's
1: real. It's gotta be from a show or something. Cause it is fucking hilarious. That's awesome though. I but mean, that's the kind really of fun. that's the crowd you deal with in in some of that shit though. Right. Right, These right. dudes are in, you know, they think that they're LARPing. That's why I love the movie Role Models. I mean, that's, yes. it, it's perfect. That's Hang where Yon I learned about character? LARPing.
5: Yeah. Same. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, maybe we can go around the horn here. Would you participate in a LARPing situation like that, like medieval? When
2: Have you did- seen the Russian ones? The Russian ones that actually don the armor and bait the shit out of each other yeah i I don't think that's
5: larping though i think that's something else it's like that thing that uh the dude from the of conspiracy does right where it's like mma mixed with medieval weaponry right that
1: shit's real yeah
5: yeah yeah that's like real combat but like so i would not do that i'm not a fan of that um i i really would kind of want to participate in like an mma like amateur mma thing i think that would actually be fun um but like would you like matt maybe we start with you dude like would you would you go LARP? Like whether it's like maybe with your son or not, like just a bunch of grown ass men out there. It depends
1: on the crowd you're LARPing with, I think. Okay. I think that's a major determining factor to what extent we're going. Are these people like civil war reenactors, you know, who who do it, you know, as a as a hobby, or are these people who actually live to LARP? Because that's two different animals, and the second one I want no part of. Because those people are insane. I just think
5: it'd be kind of fun to go there and like actually maybe get rough with a couple of them. You know what I mean? Like when they when they you know say something that's a little sideways, you can just shove them.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Dude, that's going back to like high school gym class, basically. Right. (laughs) Still,
5: I mean, I just think it'd be fun. Like as an adult, you can relive your your glory years in high school. You know what I mean? It'd just be kind of funny. But I think it's incredibly interesting
1: that and like furry stuff i think it'd be kind of fun to crash a furry convention dude we had furries in my old town they were on the town council and it was it finally got in the news because one of them got busted at a furry party and they were all there and so there was like this big article about furries afterwards and they were trying to like you know play it down like it's you know it's something normal you know, a lot of people do this, and man, these fucking people are just so weird.
0: It's just as normal as being trans. Everybody, everybody's you know, doing right? it. Just
5: it must be in. hot in those suits. I always think. Right, yes. right. You, they're, they're wearing camelbacks under, and they're just sipping on water the whole time. I guarantee well,
1: Rogan you. and uh and Duncan wore furry costumes in in his two thousandth episode. I
0: didn't like- watch that. Did they fucking keep those things on the entire for time? like two minutes?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, they kept the suits on, just not the heads. Oh, man. But Please. yeah, like, dude, this is kind of weird, though. Why, you know, why are we pushing the whole furry idea? And even they were like, dude, it's hot in here. And then they were talking, made a good point. Think about the poor assholes that work at Disney in the summer. Right. In those right. costumes. They- those um- people must just die. And they were like, yeah, imagine during the uh, during the uh, pandemic that those people had to wear masks under their mask. <laughs> yeah, under their yeah. costumes and shit, and they're just they're, they're just like suffocating in there.
5: I'm surprised Rogan didn't turn it into like a toughness competition, like his ice baths and stuff. Like he's like just just sit through it. Don't listen to your inner bitch. Keep the mask on, you know, like the furry mask. It seems like he's some- his
1: new one. His new thing is the smelling salts. Just
5: like smelling them for fun.
1: Yeah, like the, he has different strengths of smelling salts, and he'll like make it, the guest at him sniff the smelling salts. That seems fun. In yeah. kind of a
5: fun way. But I don't know, man. I think that that stuff's wild. Absolutely wild. But yeah, sorry to just jump in and start talking about furries and uh
1: No, hell yeah. I wanted to garbage. ask you, I wanted to ask you guys about this. You guys heard about this? The Noah's Ark doomsday plan they came up with in Japan. It's this whole 40 it can house forty thousand people
5: 40 huh like 40 days of uh 40 days and 40 nights right? they love
1: their numbers you know right right 40 is a big number but here's here's a little preview of it don't give me an ad all right it's not loading fuck it Oh. Like a yeah. That's so they make these things
5: look so cool, but it's like you gotta be like you gotta have a chip and you to live in here. <laughs> it's like Sim City shit, right? Here. Yeah. Your house probably travels in the city, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But it's pretty insane. Got a bunch of solar stuff. panels. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not a single piece of litter.
1: No, Ryan. Not in Utopia. Everyone have, behaves in communism. They, they execute that. you if you litter. No shit on the sidewalk like in San Francisco. You gotta have their obelisks. Yeah, oh, yeah. In the middle. That that stuck out to me. Like, oh shit. Of course it did. The, uh, the whole point of it is I was laughing because they're talking, you know, they're talking about and it came from an uh, arc is what they're calling it. And it's to rival uh, Elon Musk SpaceX. And so it's like, you know, again, it gets us into this whole ocean versus space concept and the, you know, the duality of it also that, you know, I think one of the things we saw in the last week or so is the big distraction with, underwater you know with that that submersible yeah
0: i thought of that too
1: imploded <laughs> you know and it's like you, you start looking at this stuff and it just it, it's interesting
0: because well you remember the line from it's in saudi arabia they want to build i think they're actually yes. building it. yeah that, Ryan this kind of reminded idea. me of that yeah it, it looks a lot like that only it's not like glorified stacks like a la Ready Player One, it's actually kind of spread out more. I noticed there like weren't a, a hell Tread of a lot of boats. There's like five boats. Like, what's everybody else doing?
1: Well, there's, mm. and, and again, there's only 40,000 people. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, do I want to be around just 40,000 people, these 40,000 in this? Cause that's it. You're out in the middle of the ocean. it's It's not like you're near any lands. And the, one of the the uh, perks, though, is they
2: did build a sports stadium. Mm. So, you know, you'll Here's still, my issue.
1: Yeah. Here's, here's
2: my issue with it. It's just it's too clean. If you're surviving an apocalypse and you're living on the ocean, I'd much rather live like Kevin Costner from Waterworld being a badass on a jet ski or a sailboat.
5: <laughs> or like Mad Max, right? I mean, yeah, like, right? what kind of sports are they playing? You know, both national anthems are going to be played at all the games there. You know what I mean? Like the... Uh, <laughs> The One for everyone, and then the one for black people for some reason, dude. You know, I watched this, I, I was checking out Netflix uh yesterday, and they have a massive category uh, of black movies, yeah. And me, that's super wild because it just seems like segregation, like digital segregation.
1: All all the platforms do it now, right? I, I know right, Amazon right. has it, uh, Max, the HBO Cinemax combo has it now, and it just it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it is. I, that's what I think. I laugh at it. I'm like, why do you have to call these movies out? I mean, right. it's like separating them and putting them, you know, you, you're you not going to normally see these, so we'll have to show them to you. Yeah. Australia's
2: well, got a bit of a strange one where it's Asian and Indian films that are represented in our Netflix, probably just because of our geographical location in the world. Right, right. Yeah
5: i mean it makes sense man but it's it's again it's segregation you know what i mean and, and uh the reason that i i came across that and why i was looking into it they had black action black horror black comedy black romance like different subcategories of that and um it's almost like they're gonna like they're kind of like warming us up to make a separate netflix yeah. like like it'll be called netflix black or something you know black like, flicks like, like black VET, i like yeah. that like the B- net black. Of netflix <laughs>
1: Well, either one it's, it's funny you mentioned that, right? But you know one place that won't have that. Well China. Right, right. <laughs> China, China will have none of
0: that. Light brown flicks. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: well, dude, I because
5: I, I came across that because I watched for the second time in a row, I watched Dead Presidents and then right after New Jack City. Too because those movie. movies are really, really well done, and they are black movies. Those would be in the black movie category. But you don't get that vibe from them. They're just really well done movies with, you know, 99 percent of black people in the cast. You got like Jed uh, or Judd Nelson, I think his name is in New Jack City. Um, But, dude, they're just so well done. And they remind me of like what the black community was feeling was going on with them in the 90s. I feel like that's what's going on with the lower and middle class people today. You it doesn't add, matter skin color.
1: You gotta add juice and above the rim, and you have the perfect foursome right there for 90s black flicks. Or you really? can, you, know, you can even throw in belly too, because that was another belly's challenge. great. Yeah, I mean, that there were some great early nineties, just strictly black movies coming out. I mean, that doesn't even count. Um fuck, uh Boys in the Hood, right, right, and anything like that. I mean, they, it was just it was Big a Mama's time. house. Just kidding. Yeah, I mean, even even <laughs> stupid comedies like "Don't Be a Menace." That's you know? great. I mean, they're they're good movies. They don't do that anymore. I don't know what happened. I know some people talk about timeline changes and shit in 2013, but the creativity's gone, right? In in movie and and film and even TV. I mean, I've I've been dying for a new you know dark darkish or adult comedy to come out, and there's just mm-hmm. nothing. It's all that sticky dog shit that they put out there big bang doesn't do it for you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i despise all network television (laughs) when did
5: network network television start taking a shit because seinfeld was great right like i i'm not a i'm not gonna sit here and act like i liked the show but uh it seems like it's you know iconic right when did network television start taking a shit like that because as soon as history
3: uh, stopped showing history as soon as discovery stopped discovering Yep. You know, sure. as soon
5: as the learning channel
3: went to reality TV, you all know what happened. It wasn't that long ago. And that MTV was the day. It was on one, day. it was all
1: one day. All that same stuff happened. No, you scared. know what it was? It was the death <laughs> of TGI Friday.
5: That is a that it that does seem to coincide with some things.
1: That was a dude. Friday night used to be, it was great because you had great Friday night TV as a kid, and then Saturday morning cartoons were outstanding. Right. And that because that's the only thing you did when you were inside because most of the other time you were outside and now and they i I think ron was talking about it on the wicked planet that this new generation being the inside generation because to motivate them to go outside is difficult right I i struggle with it with my son and he's an active kid but he'd rather be inside doing stuff a lot of the time than going outside and i'm like why not go outside and do it you know it's Like even Ron said, like his, 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 uh, his, uh, well, not daughter, but, uh, niece was reading a book and he's like, why don't you go outside and read? I "I don't want to go out there. It's like, they just don't want to go outside anymore. Yeah. It's
5: the same with, uh, kids liking to watch people play video games rather than playing themselves. Like that is fucking weird to me. Yeah. Super weird. Right.
0: People get fucking rich doing that too. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
5: No, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you can't say anything bad about the people like PewDiePie, those kind of you know, annoying people. No, like that,
0: but, I mean, they figured
5: something out. Right. It's just weird. It's the commentary or it's just feeling like you're kind of like in the presence of somebody that you enjoy watching or something.
3: Honestly, i would stick up for this. I don't really like playing video games. I, I would rather watch And video games yeah. are too hard now. Even yeah. my little brother, he used to love the, the Zelda, the Ocarina of Time, and then the mask one. I just watch him play. I don't want to play. I'm not investing all this time and everything going in, remembering the maps and all this, but that is interesting. I don't know. It's the same as watching TV. You're following a story.
2: And
0: that might circle back to something we were just talking about because we were saying like, when did network TV turn to shit? Maybe the plots of these video games, which I think is oftentimes true is more intriguing than the plot of your average TV show. So like watching someone play a video game might be better than watching NBC at fucking eight o'clock. It's at least
3: comparable. The same sort of uh, teams put these things together. There, there's writers and storyboarders and all all that's put into the video games.
5: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting how that works out like that. I mean, there was that one, and I I, I know I uh, mentioned that to you, Drew. The uh, what is that damn game? Not Doom.
0: Maybe it is
1: Doom. Wolfenstein. Huh?
5: No, not Fallout. Not Wolfenstein. I think it's Doom. Is that where you go through houses and you kill demons and shit? doom 2 duke Duke dukem
0: 3d those are kind of like around the same time
5: okay because there was just like there was the most wild story um i know the fallout thing that you're talking about the um the end of days and it doesn't have to do with the game timeline where they predict the end of days they predict it like in the past which is weird um from from the radio playing from what i found at least but there's something with this doom map where people can go in and they create mods right and I watched a two hour long video on YouTube about the scariest Doom map that was created. And it's basically this guy creates like a labyrinth um, that's modeled after his friend's house that passed away. And it's just creepy, super creepy. But I was invested in that like it was like, you know, a movie. So I can I can kind of see that.
1: Yeah, I my I know my son does it, and and there's some channels that I'll get into, like just watching the game, I'll get caught up in it because I watch him play. It's like Ryan said, I can't play anymore. Uh, once my five, uh, well, he was five at the time, he was dominating me in every game we played. And I was like, all right, time to hang him up. And, then you uh, pissed. and yeah, and that was it. <laughs> now I'll, I'll, I'll do a Royal rumble with him every now and then in WWE, but I can't play any of the first person shooters now. They're just, even the crazy. Madden. Madden yep. has gotten wild. It's like you can
5: be a coach or or you can be a player, and if you like a single player, and if you get hurt, your season's over. It's like, well, how is this fun? It's too realistic.
0: <laughs> Did you just you know? say you play as a coach?
1: You
5: can, you
0: could,
1: yeah. <laughs> you can play as like any individual on the team. You can play as the general manager. You can create your own franchise. Yeah, all this. Can you play
5: the water boy. That'd be dope. <laughs> or a cheerleader. As soon as it came out with
3: PlayStation Three, I couldn't play it anymore. It was too much.
0: Yeah, regular Nintendo still where it's at for me. Like, I'll fucking Great. dust off my Japanese fucking refurb every once in a
2: while. But kids those can't play those things. games anymore, Colby. You th- They, they can know. play the I... shit out of all these modern shooters, but they go back to Mario, That's like they absolutely crack out. it because they can't beat it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they like the movie. Did
2: you I see haven't that seen the it.
5: The it... with the candles?
1: What's it's that? T- oh, the Wii thing you did? Yeah, dude, wild man. That's
5: real shit, too. A lot of people think that
1: that's. How fake. does that work?
5: It's infrared, I guess. Ah, okay. So I, I still don't. I mean, you say okay, like you, I, I don't get that at all. I mean, if you get it, I'd love for someone to explain how fire will pick up the infrared. I just don't get that.
2: It'd I don't be hit. Thin. the heat would be rising up and it'd be picking it up with the sensor where the heat is, and that'd be the okay. opposite of what already so, in so I what does what it do. Would be.
0: I'm I'm behind here. I don't.
5: So if you have, you know how you have the Wii, you have the console and you have your controllers where you point the thing at it. Right. And then if there's a sensor bar that normally comes with the Wii, I found my Wii, but I could not find the sensor bar. So I was looking, do you need the sensor bar for Wii to work or or can you like work around it? Is there some kind of setting you can flick off and maybe it won't be as accurate or whatever. But this guy was showing that you can use candles in place of the sensor bar
1: right You want me to play the video
5: (laughs) if you want to that was all i know here (laughs) i got it up let's uh uh, it it was just wild it was mind-blowing and we played archery volleyball and badminton and it worked ladies and gentlemen i've got something wild to show you right now okay just on my wii i'm gonna prove to you that this shit is black magic that's all that this (laughs) is absolutely insane you might notice that there's a couple of tea candles on top of the wii However, they're not lit, okay? Totally off, the reason that this is not working right now is because this power bar or whatever they call this, I couldn't find the cord for it, there's nothing plugged into the back, picking it up like wirelessly or anything. This thing's junk, trying to turn it on, doesn't come on, this thing is toast, we'll throw that out, we don't even need it, okay? Candles are off, I'm pointing this here, not picking anything up. You can get right up on it, right up there. Nothing's going to work, okay? This thing is not working until we light the candles. We start the vigil. Let's see. <laughs> One candle on, two candles on. Now watch this shit. It's going to blow your mind. Watch.
1: Right away. There it is.
5: We'll hit this. Netflix. Wild, dude wow and then i did my best david <laughs> blaine impression right there <laughs> beautiful it's weird though dude I, I i still don't really fully get it but i don't get it at all i guess there's science behind it somehow
2: yeah how it's, does all, that- it's all fun in games till the techno demon rapes you in your sleep <laughs> Well, dude, that was the thing that
5: once once we found that kim was freaking out of course because you know she had this thing uh an experience about like eight years ago where she was playing Wii when she lived in California at her uh, ex's house and no one was home and she was playing solo Wii, the dance game, and out of nowhere just said player twos joined the game and she saw a sensor of another figure right next to her and she was going like that with her hand and then the figure like kind of lunged at her and then she fucking ran upstairs what? and locked herself in her room. You know what? what I mean? Like there's weird shit that goes on with those things, dude. And, and actually paranormal activity 4 or 12 or however many they're up to one of them shows that with the xbox sensor as well right so just weird dude it's kind of creepy to have this kind of shit in our houses
1: well and that's that's old tech imagine what the new tech is doing right i mean that's that's the creepy part and and how much of it the, the part that creeps me out is the whole like you said here it goes the sigil You know, it's like, is that what we're doing when we're turning these machines on? Is it some sort of ritual we're partaking in? Is it something we're opening up possibly by by playing these games? I I have no idea.
5: Right. Remember when that came out, everyone was like mind blown of how it worked, even with the sensor bar. You know what I mean? And then now that you don't even need the sensor bar, apparently you could just use freaking candles. Um, That to me is just kind of crazy, but.
2: Ryan, have you seen that horror movie from the early thousands where they set up a new phone signal, like a 5G type of a deal for everyone's cell phones, and actually opens up a means for interdimensional beings to come through demons and they start killing people? And the only way they can survive is to escape to areas with no signals. No, but- I'll have to find the name of it and send it to yeah. you. Yeah. It'd be right up your alley.
5: It doesn't sound familiar at all. But uh, yeah, dude, let me know. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to I know you're kind of a movie buff. I'm trying to find this movie of a drifter. It's He's a homeless dude that goes around and kills people, but he doesn't remember it. So at the same time, he's trying to solve the murder mysteries, but he's the one doing the killing. It's not called drifter because that's like the one that pops up. But if anyone out there finds that movie, I've been looking forever for this damn movie.
1: So it's a homeless dude that's a serial killer, but he's trying to solve the crime because he has like amnesia. He's like schizophrenic, and I think he's
5: also an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, I, I seem to remember him drinking a bunch and like passing out in like tree houses and stuff in people's backyards. And then he ends up finding out that someone, you know, dies or gets killed in one of the houses that he's like crashing in the backyard. And it's just like there's a whole storyline, but it's really well done. i'm j- I was just trying to find that movie so Um, does he figure out that he's the one doing it i think he ends up getting arrested and that's how he finds out you know what i mean like it's just why i i don't remember because it's been so long since i've seen it but uh there's just those old movies that kind of stick with you Watcher in the woods is another one that was really really good that traumatized me as a child Um, you
1: you just hit on two things i wanted to ask everybody well one was i i just watched stand by me this weekend again mm. probably the millionth time but great great movie And one of the things in there that you just mentioned is a tree house. And there is something about 80s and 90s movies with the coolest tree houses. And I always wanted one as a kid, but could never get it built. Like, uh, did any of you guys have a tree house or know anybody that had a tree house? I had one.
0: You did? Yeah. When I was about, I would have been like seven or eight. I actually fell out of it and I have a scar on my ankle because I fucking scraped a nail on my way down which like today like i just for my step kid i just built a fucking trampoline and now they have nets and shit to keep you from falling out she still found a way to fall out of it of course but like back (laughs) in the day you'd get sent and just go fucking flying you don't know where you're gonna land but yeah right a passage I did nice. have a treehouse, but it wasn't that nice. It was just like a big fucking box. Hey, you had one. That's better than ours. Yeah, no porno mags or cigarettes or anything like that can fucking stand by me, though. Like um. they all, yeah, they
1: always had the fucking <laughs> cool door that opened in the middle of it from the bottom. Right. And it was just... I always wanted to, Like The Sandlot had a great treehouse in it. Pagemaster. Yes.
5: Pagemaster had a great treehouse.
1: Well, and then you go even as far... To recent, the Step Brothers. I was recent.
5: just
0: gonna say that where she fucking, fucking decks the dude, he falls yeah. through that <laughs> door. You're talking about.
5: <laughs> well, they turn into a boat later too. Remember, they take that boat that they crashed and put it in the tree.
1: Yeah, the Gilded Lady. They they make it into a uh, <laughs> oh, oh. and hose. Yeah,
5: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man, tree houses. Dude, so am I
0: the only one here who had one? Yeah, we had, a,
2: we had a we inherited. It wasn't a tree house.
3: What we, we inherited one from our, uh, our our older brother's generation. I didn't have an older brother's, but my, my friends did. So they built a badass one. Three stories. Well, the third story is like a lookout tower. And it was dangerous. It was rugged. We all got hurt on it. I'm sure they got hurt on it, too. Lots of blood was spilled on that tree. Yeah, three
5: stories. Though. It was freaking that's sweet. Impressive. That's dope. I'd love to see a picture of a three-story treehouse like and that.
1: And we didn't even have to build it. We just had to fix some stuff.
5: That's awesome. And that's the best part.
1: You guys are like the bears in Detroit. You just get to move in. All the buildings are already there. (laughs) Dude, that is nuts. Drew, did you say that you had
2: something? Uh, We had a bush hut, so it wasn't a tree house per se. We just built a hut in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there's no fucking
0: trees in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) You got a kangaroo
1: house. See, we built a couple cool forts on the ground, but never got the treehouse effect. There's something right. about being up off the ground that
0: is a game changer. At okay, the I- element of danger. Like, you could fucking
2: fall and die. Yeah, well, man. gum trees have a tendency to fall over. They call them widow makers for a reason, so people don't even camp underneath them. Yeah, So we're pretty cautious as kids. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to. That's the last way I want to go. Is
1: a tree falling on me? I yeah, can't think of much worse. That would be pretty
5: pretty shitty. Yeah, you're getting crushed. Oh. It doesn't need to be a tree, but yeah, man, dude. I actually killed a rattlesnake in my yard yesterday. That'd be a pretty shitty way to go. Getting bit by like poisonous creatures,
1: or just getting eaten by anything.
5: Eaten would suck because then you kind of feel like a bitch, huh? Yeah, like eaten by a. <laughs> an like, animal you like that's your grow. last
0: thought well i'm such a bitch yeah <laughs> the ass up and you're still thinking like, as oh, the gorilla rips this. your nuts
1: off and is eating your entrails so you're like oh, <laughs> i'm such a pussy
5: <laughs> no, i was thinking more from like heaven you're like wow i went out like that huh or like you know when you're floating into whatever people believe they go to that you're just seeing yourself ragdolled by a komodo dragon or something you know it'd just be kind of <laughs> shitty
1: well, that's like going back to the, the stand by me, getting hit by a train. Like imagine right. that I and mean, being a kid and you get hit by a train. It's it's avoidable. You know, it's it's those situations that. Yeah, make,
0: it's just going to be right in that one spot at that time. Just avoid that spot.
1: And it's loud when it comes by. It's not like there's there's electronic trains like Tesla trains that come by in stealth mode. Right. Right. Yeah, they're very loud. Right. Yeah. It makes you wonder how those kids
5: in uh, Arkansas fell asleep on the train tracks. <laughs> Bill Clinton yeah i know who you know. you're talking about they're like yeah, number fucking kind of like weird. five and
0: six on the list yeah kind of strange but <laughs> i don't know dude that that is nice. <laughs> but well they said that they smoked 20 marijuana cigarettes 20 marijuanas before. 20 marijuana cigs before they're lucky happened, they didn't so. die at that rate 20 of them <laughs> jeez that's what i'm saying i'm about to light my second one of the evening i'm there's some train tracks right over there guys stop me stay away from them <laughs> Yeah, weird.
1: All right. Well, I got. I, I want to share this with you guys because times have have definitely uh, changed for the worse. Because uh, <laughs> this fucking commercial, dude, you can't get commercials like this anymore. <laughs> Check this out. Off
3: here, screen there, round there. I sort of That's my job. I learned the job slow, and now I know it by heart.
1: He earns money. He
5: pays taxes. He's just like you. ARC, the
3: Association
1: for Retarded Citizens. (laughs) Don't go (laughs) away. He earns money. He pays taxes. He's just like you. Did you know tax cover had the 666 in it? Yeah, of course it did. (laughs) Dude, it's, It's such a scam. It's like you look at this shit and you're like, oh my God. And there's... There used to be signs of, like, you know, the, the Lions Club or be, be out there for their annual retarded children fundraisers, and, and it's just a different world. It's hilarious. Is yeah. that
0: still around, that ARC organization? That's a good question. Can we, can we call it live on the show? <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, I'd i love to. I'll pretend I'm handicapped.
1: Let's see. Let's
5: I bet see. you they got fizzled out as, like, you know, called out as a Ponzi scheme or some shit. <laughs>
3: By the way, I looked up the costume thing. I was wondering if those people at Disneyland really did uh, have some kind of coolant system. And uh, it turns out that when it's 94 degrees Fahrenheit or less, the performers get 30 minutes in the costume, then 30 minutes break to cool off. And when it's 95 degrees or more, they cut it down to 20 minutes in the costume and then equal time and rest. But there's no coolant system at all. It's just really hot for them. So they don't let them
1: go out very long. God damn.
5: Seems God like it God. takes 20 or 30 minutes to take off the costume.
0: Like, that's. A <laughs> yeah. R- where do you start the timer? Yeah. hopefully in it- Disney World, too, where that fucking humid heat, do they get a little extra? Because that's fucking way worse.
3: Either way, they got to suffer when they're in the suit.
0: Oh, he loves that watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, this is that. This is the Arc website, the Oh, my Dude, God.
0: Dude, this is rough. Jesus. It's 80. 80- they're very inclusive, though. Nice. There's a
5: uh, scroll up to the wheelchair one. That's the uh, midget from Lord of the Rings. That's what
0: I fucking was just thinking. It looks just like Peter Dinkley or whatever the fuck his name Dink, is, dude. That is him. He's he's been acting forever. he's a Crisis actor.
1: <laughs> wow, it looks like it's still going, going strong. Yep. All the politicians are retard[s] now. <laughs> yeah, look at it. It's got Obama. <laughs> hey, there's a fake blind guy right there too. Isn't that Stevie Wonder? Yeah. yeah. yeah and barbara bush right under him
2: isn't she lovely
1: (laughs) wow barbara bush wow yeah that's amazing yeah so arc is still going strong for those anyone wondering we should all become members (laughs) (laughs)
5: become i got the gold card (laughs) the excelsior package yeah. yeah, dude, uh, that is that is wild though. That uh, you know how he says, like it sounded like he said, "I snort glass." I know he said he sorts glass, yeah. but it sounded <laughs> like that. <laughs> kind of sad. That's uh, that's
0: meth is you know street name glass. The really good shit, anyway. I know.
5: That's why I think he. Yeah, had yeah, that. That's what it is, dude. They're a meth company. They're selling <laughs> the trafficking drugs. It's they're Great front.
1: They're making the retarded package meth, and they don't even know it. imagine (laughs) what a good cover we need to make
5: new jack city too and it's all about that instead of crack oh man that would be
1: great
0: have you guys seen this new shit that rfk jr is pushing for uh recovery he wants to do peace corps recovery centers uh and the model he's going after is uh it's this place called san Pantergrino in uh italy It's been around since '79. Netflix even did a hit piece on these guys, but it's basically like the movie Scanner Darkly, where they make these addicts come sign a. They have to do a minimum of a five-year commitment, and then they just do slave labor for recovery. I mean, I mean, I'm just chalking up the shit about RFK Jr., but this one's just been on my radar recently, and that kind of. Well, and who knows what
1: what other drugs they're giving him, Colby. Right. I mean, what other what other tests are they doing on them, whether it's in the water or products they're giving them while they're at this, you know, recovery center? Well, do yeah. you guys I think that the forced
3: labor would be worse than
1: being a, a drug addict? Like is, is that such a bad thing? I don't know. We're, this is supposed to be
3: the master debaters here. Might as well just play. Well, this. I what mean, about, I about, a,
0: yeah, career. but a five year commitment. You know, Honestly, what though, like? you guys know,
3: you, you guys, especially in America, you guys have seen probably Denver or anywhere in California, or, you know, these any of these big cities with all these degenerates out that they're, you know, especially the places like Washington and, and uh, Oregon, where they're making these laws that attract all these drug addicts, you know, there's no crimes, there's no punishment for, you know, small crimes and all this stuff, and they give them free injection sites, and you're allowed to camp, you're allowed to do all this, like, We've allowed them to to go so deep into degeneracy that, honestly, I think forced labor is one of the only potential cures here. You know, these people fully live for free in in the the ultimate degenerate paradise. Like, why not put them to forced labor? On one hand, you actually maybe get something productive out of them because it's not just about like sucking work out of them, but like they're literally going to contribute nothing else to society for the rest of their lives if they stay on the street. If anything, they, they pay some drug dealers and that's it. They cause nothing but pain and problems for everybody else, whoever else they interact with. So the only way they can have any fulfillment in their own life is if they snap out of it. And not very many people seem to actually do that, seem to leave the streets. There's more and more of them in all these uh, centers all the time. Why not sign them up for work? I, it sounds like they need to sign up voluntarily here too yeah five years is a stretch but you're going to need quite a while to really truly dry out and and reset your habits and your mindset and all that
0: yeah where's the middle ground between and i live in oregon by the way and i totally agree with how so you know i do know i'm four hours south of portland but i know exactly what's going on they have the what's called the stabbing wagon about 50 miles north of me where you just go get a fucking shot of heroin but where's the middle ground between five years of fucking labor and getting drugs? And for wagon. Free? There's gotta be well, yeah, stabbing yeah, wagon. And that's stab- that's actually what they call it. That's not even slang. That sounds like one of those bang bus things or something. Yeah. That that's wild. Except,
5: yeah, like you said, where's the middle ground between the five years and the stabbing wagon? Like that that's
1: well, and that, that whole premise sounds like uh asylums re rebranded. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, instead—that's what it is. It's taking addicts instead of you know, and what what do we do with the
0: ill, the mentally ill? You know, well, he's lumping them into this category too. Okay, he said young mentally ill people also need this option, which
5: I think that what they're trying to do, man. uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this website uh, RFK exposed. I'll pull it up here. RFK is not. You know, they're trying to paint him in the new picture of, like, Donald Trump, you know, back in 2016, 2015, in that era where everyone's like, oh, this the outsider. Is- yeah, dude. Oh. And uh, the fuck our out of very pro vaccine. He, he's just, you know, believe it or not, guys, he's a two faced politician. Exactly. He'll say what you want to hear. And and yeah, dude, I think that what he's trying to do with that, it sounds good in theory but i think that they're just trying to get cheap labor like they well, look up it, to china you know what i mean they're, like they're they're, they're also
0: to attached to this uh, sustainability forum in italy which if you start looking into that you get into like fucking blackrock and shit right. so all this yeah. money goes all the way back to the same place no matter how far
2: you follow it Dude, don't yeah, how you listen to him speak anyway. It sounds like someone's dropped a penny into a fucking blender. <laughs>
5: oh, Did I say that every time somebody shares him him speaking, I know he's uh, or whatever, but he's like, dude, that's, that's the worst. Colby's dude. video but, was
1: awesome. That was like a fucking spot on impersonation of him.
0: I thought he I would got, be the hardest one to do too. And he was actually the easiest for some reason. <laughs> yeah, man. A from
2: Place Academy speaks better than he does.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> and i don't want to like make fun of him because he's legitimately wounded i don't know what did it but i'd like to think it was from singing in a heavy metal band right <laughs> so, like, That'd be cool.
5: well that's the thing man like we we make fun of uh you know uh bill gates uh hillary clinton when hillary clinton has a stroke and half the country's like fuck yeah you know it's <laughs> the same caliber person here like this isn't like you know dude yes if if uh somebody I'll just use me as an example because I don't want to put this shit on you guys. If I had some kind of health issue, yeah, I'd be pretty fucked up to make fun of me because I'm just a middle class dude out here, like you know, trying to do my thing. Um, but this dude's been scamming the system, been fucking people over. Um, everyone acts like JFK was the greatest president of all time. Oh, dude, that. the
0: family is fucking tainted as shit. That's the well, fetishization of the fucking Kennedys. And I I think if you look at like what Bob his dad did in the uh like mid 60s he wasn't a good dude i don't think he deserved to die the way he did but of I, not. I mean rfk junior says he got hooked on heroin cuz he watched his dad die in front of him when he was 15 i don't doubt that's true
5: yeah that's rough dude i mean that's yeah. sad and that's the thing you know we're we're all kind of part of this system where uh where some pretty you know fucked up stuff happens to us i mean this guy yeah seeing your dad uh get shot like that yeah that's that's dark but there seems to be some kind of dark you know that the Kennedy curse is a real thing I do believe, but um yeah, this guy is not is not gonna be like a good leader um in my opinion, but I mean
0: I hate to sound dark, but I won't believe him unless he gets shot,
5: right, right that's kind of like the unfortunate it's like the witch trial thing, right like we're not gonna really think that we have a good president unless they get killed and isn't that fucking sad that that's the reality of it yeah, I mean, the system's so corrupted. Like, how do you get elected in the first place if you're not willing to play ball, man? You know what I mean? Like, it's rough, but- it It's is playing
2: a w- script again. He's so anti-gun that my feeling is if he ever got elected, he'd get shot by a pro-gun nationalist, and that'd right. be used as some kind of means for gun control in the States. Ooh. The perfect script. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And what he's you- so
0: green agenda, too. That's where he frightens me the most is- I see climate lockdowns if you want to go like to the most logical conclusion, but
1: he already talked about that. He
0: did talk about it, but he's like pulled back. So what's he's good at is not talking about the things he said in the past, because whenever he, he goes on somewhere, they just want to talk about him talking shit about Fauci and vaccines and stuff. And he could fucking clean house all day, but they won't let him. It's the other stuff they're not paying attention to that scares the fuck out of me. Well, and they're so good at painting
5: narratives and painting different people in certain narratives for a certain reason for a certain amount of time right like i mean trump was supposed to be this white knight you know coming in and, and i mean we left his administration in a more police state than it was before he entered right that's that's what it is and and so you know he progressed the agenda perfectly all the while you got a bunch of dumb toothless people that are that are you know screaming how great he is man like People that have never paid attention to politics and elections before are like, man, I, I fucking love this guy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's weird, man. So oh, I
1: can't tell you how many people, and and this drives me mental. The people that feel the need to comment unfollowing you because I posted <laughs> negative about RFK Jr.
0: Hey, good, weed them out, man. Oh, it's like hilarious. if you're if you're willing to like get rid of friends because you're supporting politicians, then I, I got a question: where your head's at? And, I mean, maybe there's some good politicians out there. I'd love to see it.
5: I yeah. would. I'd be willing
0: yeah. to see one. That's for sure. I yeah, have I've
5: yet said to. it many times uh, uh, on my show and, and probably here, too. Supporting a politician, rooting for a politician, is like watching a football game and rooting for
1: the referee to win. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, like it's about not- the piece of shit you have to be to want to be a politician, first of all like the the whole point of going into politics is controlling other people and you know there's no you know the ideal of oh, i'm going there to help that's gone there's no none of these i'm gonna
0: save it from within yeah i had a i had a guy on my show and he's a total fucking full-blown anarchist i don't think there's really any levels to anarchy but he said that going into government to save it from within would be like if somebody built a porn shop across from your house and you wanted that thing knocked down that you went and got a job selling porn there to take it down yeah. from within. And yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's a great analogy. I'd like to think that you could do that, but everybody who's tried has either died or succumbed to the dark side. Well, yeah, because when you get the job at the porn shop, now they're
5: they're putting food on your table, literally. So you're like, well, I can't blow it up now. We got to blow up another porn shop that doesn't
1: agree with the way <laughs> We sell our porn, you know. Yeah, we got to go after that Saudi porn. That's the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's my favorite, by the way. <laughs> I prefer Neha the Kalifa. Indian. If I had porn in my treehouse, it would have been total Saudi porn.
1: Is there such thing as Saudi porn? That's I no, that's porn. why. That's why it's so great
0: because when it does make <laughs> it out of there, it's fucking
1: top notch. The burka is a tough one, though, for me. You know, it is rough. You don't it's know. Kind of hard to there, get though. hard with a burqa. Staring into the black face of death. Right. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Not sure if she's gonna open her uh robe and have a bomb or something. Yeah. I mean that's <laughs> offensive, but it's Talk you know, about
2: going funny. out with a bang, Jesus. <laughs>
5: <laughs> wow.
1: Devolved uh, quickly here.
2: But yeah, man. <laughs> hey, you mentioned
1: uh Colby, you just mentioned BlackRock, and I find it interesting because that they, they and JP Morgan this week. You know, while the uh, the Titan was imploding and being searched for, they, uh, you know, finalized setting up this reconstruction bank. Oh, fuck, that's the wrong one for uh, for Ukraine. And so I was like, oh, I'm like, interesting. What else have they done? Do you start going through JP Morgan and BlackRock are doing all this shit like they're starting this? Um, what is it? The ETF for Bitcoin. Um they're they're doing all these different projects. The uh JP Morgan and BlackRock tap AI to start up automate opening, uh what is this? Yeah, the, the custody accounts. Like they're 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 teaming up in all this shit. And you start looking at it, you're like, holy fuck. I'm like, these guys are into everything. And if you think this Ukraine reconstruction fund is all about saving Ukraine. I got a bridge to sell you
5: it'd be great though matt if you, you're scrolling down to where it says custody and how it paused right there you're like
1: custard what yeah. the fuck is that how it pauses right there <laughs> fucking custard <laughs> opening so yeah, custard this, this was the article i was checking out about um the jp morgan and them doing the reconstruction and they're saying it's going to take like 411 billion dollars uh is their goal And basically what they do is they're taking low risk, uh, you know, uh, investments, and then they're basically going to be able to use our tax dollars in addition to this, because somehow they're tied in with our monetary system and they're going to be able to use our tax dollars in this reconstruction effort. So not only are we helping BlackRock because they're one of the stakeholders in Lockheed, who's Donating massive billions of dollars worth of weapons to Ukraine. Now they're gonna be in the reconstruction effort. You know, it's that whole Hegelian dialectic almost. That's Halliburton over again, right? Yeah.
5: Halliburton with uh with the with With the Iraq. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: convinced Ukraine's just gonna become the mega city of Eastern Europe and they're gonna use that as the place they're gonna put all the people into. Just like they're planning in uh, Western Europe with the, sit- the mega city that's going to be incorporating parts of Germany, Holland, Luxembourg. And it's just going to be the mecca where people live and everyone else has to go, go to that place. They get rid of all the agriculture and all the smaller towns and everyone has to live in these giant cities. That's what I think Ukraine's going to be. The amount of investment they want to do there, they're already labelling it post-war is going to be the Silicon Valley of Europe. Yep. Well, and I found it
1: interesting here because they say that uh, uh, these are expected to be five to 10 times larger than the private investments, that's the um, uh, public investments, and amount to hundreds of billions of dollars in private investment. Priority will be given to the following sectors, infrastructure, climate, and agriculture. What are they going to do with the climate? Like, could we, you know, come on. (laughs) It's such if you don't see climate and think scam right away, because there's nothing that they're going to do to impact the climate in a positive manner, at least.
5: Yeah. Is there a way to even impact the climate positively? Is there possibly a way? Honestly, if I the think only metric is. they're
3: looking at is carbon, then no, because the yes, total output by humans is just a tiny fraction of the <laughs> right. total carbon. You know, one volcano goes off and it's 10 times, 50 times more than all of humanity combined, what what are you going to really do? There is methods of carbon sequestration. By the way, I actually worked in generation, uh, um, sorry, uh, geoengineering. It's been a long time. This was a lifetime ago and there is ways to sequester carbon. We were working on it and there's other groups that have methods of doing it. But the problem is that the amount of carbon that we put out is absolutely negligible compared to the natural sources, and it does not seem to correlate long-term with... You guys probably know all this stuff anyways. Like, does not seem to correlate with climate epochs as far as we know. The carbon actually follows climate changes if you look at the data that we have. The carbon goes up after the temperature goes up and so on, and we're not even really in a warming period and all, all this stuff, so... You go and sequester a whole bunch of carbon, and it probably doesn't change the climate at all, because I think the climate is driven by forces much larger than, than the gases. It's only one of the element exchanges that go on constantly all around us. It probably does have something more to do with sunspots or, or whatever, some major fluctuations in the whatever this is whether whether it's a hologram or something i don't know the sun the black sun who knows but these forces i don't think can be controlled by us we can control some of the gases in the atmosphere we could change that we could plant massive forests you know there already are more forests now than there were 100 years ago we're doing good on that front actually this is uh from the skeptical environmentalist uh, one of my favorite books he's re-updated that a whole bunch of times since showing that and other people have shown that, yeah, we've done actually really good at replanting forests and stuff just because they show you Brazil getting cut down. That doesn't show you the expansion of for- forests elsewhere in the world. Yeah, we could double the, the forest sizes, that would uh change the, the weather. At least, weather and climate are two very different things. Weather short term, climate's long term. We can definitely affect the weather, forests affect the weather, cities affect weather. You guys know about cloud seeding and. You know, chemtrailing, uh, all this stuff actually does affect the weather or can affect the weather. They can create clouds, they can create rain and all that stuff, but that's not climate. I think climate is driven by forces way beyond what we can control. But what they can, can fund it? is bureaucracies. It's just a fake uh, busybody work thing, right? They're, they're not really working, they're not really doing anything. That goes for any agency, any study, you know, university, any, any department that's studying climate change. And I was involved in this as well in my time in geoengineering. We were in the university system, and there's a whole bunch of busybody stuff going on, but there's literally nothing being done. That's not an overly cynical way of putting it, even if you know about work and climate change. I don't know anyone who can actually make a case that we're really doing anything at all.
2: Oh, well, they're doing something. They're manipulating data to push an agenda. These are the same people that are going to justify the lockdowns during COVID were beneficial to the environment, so now we have to overlay that every couple of years or once a year, we have to have a four week lockdown when no one drives, no one uses anything. That's going to be their justification for it.
5: Mm.
0: I almost feel like they use carbon as the talking point, knowing that anybody who takes fucking 15 minutes to do some research is going to see that that's bullshit. It's another fucking way to divide us because there's people who are going to believe whatever the fuck they're told and carbon's bad. It's a, but... it's another mask debate. Yeah. You know? It's we the are the number one uh, emitters of carbon, so are they going to take us out to justify that? But we're not the number one we're emitters not, of so. carbon. No, Volcanoes but that's, and that's, natural- what, but that's yeah. what they're saying. Exactly. Because, and yeah. I think even the ocean, just on its own in its natural state, like way more than fucking humans. And who who here believes that there's really 8 billion people on this planet? Because I'm not sold on that.
5: I mean, there might be, dude, going to like a a stadium of like 70,000 people. Like, I know it's just a fraction, but there's so fucking many people. I think it's hard to kind of quantify how many people there are.
0: I'm not saying you're wrong. Colby, I oh, know, I, I, have, I, I have I'm learned. willing to believe there is. I just, I have not sold on that idea. Yeah,
5: yeah, it's hard to know because it's such an unfathomable number, really. Like realistically, eight, eight billion is is huge. But dude, I, I did, I did want to say uh to Ryan, I, you used a term that I love, busybody. I love that term, dude. Busybody work and stuff like that. Like my sister was such a busybody. Like when you know, my dad was in the hospital recently. She, she was such a busybody and i just kept calling her nurse busybody and stuff and it's just it's <laughs> such a great term uh, cuz yeah you're just you're doing shit that is not important like you just got to be moving keep your body busy and like you know it's it, it's uh it's a very very underrated term it should be used like all the time i think so well done.
3: <laughs> well, we were we were always busy. You know, we had this government contract to collect data in the in the Sydney Harbor. We'd have to go out and collect samples. We'd have to come back and run the samples. Then we'd have to take that data and you put it in a chart and you write a paper about it and you start writing your next grants. You know, this is this is over ten years ago, even. And even back then, you just simply wouldn't get a grant if you didn't write climate change or women's rights or any, one of the buzzwords. They're basically the same buzzwords now. You would just never get a grant for anything if you weren't studying one of these hot topics. This is just uh, how they s- self-censored. Basically, you, you couldn't possibly get a grant to try and disprove the idea that carbon w- was a, a major threat or anything like that. This was already well accepted not by consensus but by the powers that be one of my favorite actually a couple of my favorite books on the subject are out of australia for some reason the anti-climate change nonsense a large part of that uh, information all comes from australia so you got the counter consensus by robert carter i do believe that was australian but uh definitely heaven and earth by ian plimmer Uh, great books and these are these are kind of old now you know it's still new to me in my head but they go into the data first of all, but the counter consensus just talked about the fact that it's science was never by consensus, anyways, and it's it's always changing and all this stuff. And you know, science advances one funeral at a time. And this stuff that you guys generally know, but nothing has really changed in the academic world as far as I can tell. You know, same with drugs. I'm in I'm in the nutrition world. No one pays for nutrition studies, so you you don't really get many nutrition studies. What you, you can get cohort studies or whatever but what's really being done is what's being funded by the powers that be And if you are actually trying to do some sort of independent study, whether you're trying to get a grant from your university or some foundation or something you, you absolutely have to use the bud the buzzwords you just you won't get your grant. And so the entire pipeline of information that comes out is determined by what gets funded. and so everyone's getting funded to study these new age uh, things. And that's all you ever hear about on the on the back end too, the media and everything. And so, yeah, you you get all this data supposedly confirming or not even bothering to confirm. They take these things for granted. You you don't get studies coming out all the time confirming climate change or even denying it. You just get things that take for granted the assumption that you actually um, that we can impact the climate. Right. Everything else is built on top of that. Uh, for example, I don't know if I'm going too long winded for you guys or if you like this, but
0: no, you've barely been talking dude. Keep
1: fucking. Keep... So
3: <laughs> I-, I worked in marine science, basically geophysics in um, geoengineering. We're trying to change something. Science just studies stuff, right? We're trying to learn just enough so that we can actually do something about it. So we- our job was to uh, come up with a way to fertilize algae blooms in order to sequester carbon from the atmosphere. And mathematically, it works out. Practically, it's a little bit different, difficult, but we're sharing space with all these different people. And one of the big hot topics back then, not so much anymore, was ocean acidification. The entire uh, stream of information coming out about ocean acidification just took for granted the fact that climate is changing and also took for granted the fact that the oceans will acidify. So what, this got really ridiculous for me because... So they're just assuming that climate change is correct, and they're assuming that by more carbon in the atmosphere that there will be more ocean acidification. So the data coming out wasn't bothering to confirm whether this is in fact true. The data coming out was just showing what happens when you add acid to fish tanks and stuff like this. And I I was in marine (laughs) science, so I worked in the wet lab, the water lab, and I could see a lot of these experiments going on, and I I started to realize that they were basically... I'm not saying all experiments did this, but the ones that I could see... And then I'm reading papers looking, how did they acidify the, the the water here, right? Remember, they took this for granted that, okay, we're changing the climate. CO2 is going up. Therefore, the oceans will be acidic, more acidic, you know, notwithstanding the fact that uh, the oceans are lined with limestone, which is the natural buffer, which will make sure it never gets acidic. And this is why they stopped talking about it, I guess. But so I see the tanks, what they're doing, they're taking starfish, they're taking fish and they're adding hydrochloric acid to the fish tank. And we've got this big, sophisticated, billion-dollar lab that pipes fresh seawater in, all filtered, and every—you know—it's all done properly. But at the end of the day, they're adding hydrochloric acid to a fish tank, and their study coming out the other the other end, whether it's for a master's paper, a PhD, or whether they actually got a grant for this, it blows my mind that they could stand in front of a panel or actually submit <laughs> this for publishing and saying, "Hey, yeah, we add hydrochloric acid to these uh, fish tanks, and they they uh, died." You know? Well, they, it's uh, interesting.
2: It's interesting, Ryan, what you said about Australia being such a point for the um, anti-global warming and man-made climate change agenda, because Australia is responsible for that whole all scientists uh, have a consensus that man-made climate change is real. It all came down to the University of Queensland. They were responsible for reading over 17,000 papers, but they didn't read them. All they did was read the title of each paper and then came to the assumption that all those scientists agreed. How could you possibly have a full understanding just by reading the titles? You have to actually read the paper to get into the nuts and bolts of it to see if it it is pro or against. They read the titles, the university pushed that out, and that's what the majority of climate change science is based off of. One little study over 17,000 papers that read titles. Mm.
3: Yeah, there's deep corruption here. I do recommend uh, those books. Another one is uh, The Weathermakers Reexamined. The Weathermakers was a famous book by Tim Flannery. But the weather the weathermakers reexamined by something Allen, I think D. Allen or something like that. I don't know. He's Australian, too, I think. But I'm saying there's there's a lot of people who do understand what's going on, even in the universities. In fact, I was introduced to the idea that climate change was B.S. while I was working in climate change. There was an old uh, a group of old professors that they were retired, but they kept coming in every two weeks. There was something like every they had to come in every two weeks or so they wouldn't get paid or something. I don't I don't know what it was. They came in every two weeks and they just give me some new information each time, little tidbits, tell me to read this book and that book and recommended those uh, that I mentioned there. And yeah, they got me. Uh, uh, let me tell you this. There's this, um, there's this book. It's a short history of nearly everything by uh, Bill Bryson, very famous book because they push it in every major bookstore in the world probably. And uh, the, this professor, one of the first things he did he says, I want you to read this book. I said, I already actually read that book. He said, I want you to read it again. True story here. And I came back. He came back two weeks later. I said, OK, I finished the book. Wh- wh- why did you want me to read this book? It's just like a basic history of the world and science and stuff. It's like what you would see in textbooks. He says, yeah, OK, you read it. Now you need to understand that every single part of that is wrong. Every single part of that is BS. Every single part of that is there to convince you of a worldview that isn't true. And I didn't I didn't know how deep that went until years later. That sounds familiar for you guys in the conspiracy world, I'm sure. But this was in the university, you know, and everybody that I know, we're all there working on climate change. The whole building's working on climate change. For some reason, they put everyone with uh, the word geo in front of their thing together. So we're in there with geographers and they're studying like people and populations. Right. We're geophysics. You got geology and you got geography. We're all we're all together. We're all completely different disciplines and everybody's studying these these climate change and, and women's rights and all these now uh very left topics but it seemed like everyone believed that stuff but they didn't those old professors that got me onto this climate change being BS and by the way they were uh radar they were geologists that went and found uh oil they're, they're in the radar lab basically they put radar tubes in the earth and they find oil they're also the ones that told me that oil is the blood of the earth that it's not made by dinosaurs or anything like that they said it's like the water table anywhere you want to look you're going to find an oil table as well some places you have to dig deeper for it and so on and so on but this is pretty deep stuff you know kind of blew my mind there and when i started talking about this stuff with the people i was working with and just you know other students and stuff a lot of them kind of would admit some of these points like they they would recognize that okay humans couldn't possibly be that huge of a contributor to carbon and and all this stuff but privately they would admit this and then we would all kind of just go back to work <laughs> you know we were kind of all stuck i wasn't stuck i walked away from it but a lot of people that was their entire career you know they went to school for a lot of different years and they wound up in in with these academic degrees and a lot of these academics they have literally no credentials to do anything else in life when i worked at walmart when i was 18 all of my managers had degrees in ant- anthropology and psychology and stuff because if you're not going to be a teacher, well, you're going to be just an average schmo, right? These people know this. It's not like they get paid big dollars, but it's their identity. It's their lifestyle. And whatever project they're currently working on is being funded basically for the climate change agenda. If you do well, you come out even with negative line, data, did. you'll probably not just, you'll just never get another grant again. You know, your professor won't want to work with you or whatever it is. You're, you're done
5: dude you said it right there how many people can spend let's say five years two years of their life of their prime years 20 early 20s spend years doing something and then they figure out it's a lie they just want to fucking, you know act like you know they want to turn a blind eye to that fact so they're just going to say no i didn't waste two years of my life of my prime years this is real i'm going to dedicate my the rest of my life to this to make it more legitimate it seems like so i mean good for you for walking away from that but yeah, dude, I think a lot of people uh, have a hard time doing that because y- y- you feel like you wasted part of your life. You gained experience. Not even
3: wasted. You got kids and stuff, most of them, right? You you yeah. have no credentials to do anything else. You will work at Walmart or some equivalent <laughs> if you walk away from it. There's nothing there for you. There's no EI program and deployment insurance or anything. You know, you're gone. You're gone. And me, I, I was underqualified. I, I crawled my way into that position i don't even have a university degree right i had people eventually i had so much responsibility there was phds working under me i was i was marking master papers and stuff and and by the way i learned that you couldn't you're not allowed to fail people either especially not for being wrong and i i got started to get really caught up on this climate change thing and i was you know asked to grade a bunch of these papers and every single one of these papers every single one of them took for granted the theory not the fact the theory that Climate change is going to happen. It's just this period. This was very, very popular. The idea that we were going to have something like six degrees of warming over the next thousand years and, and basically everything, all the world is going to end. Every single paper that I saw took this for granted. None of them challenged any of the original tenants. And so I was going nuts saying, hey, you need a citation for this. You need a citation for this. You know, this you can't make this assumption and all this stuff. And I was literally told you're not allowed to put an F on any of this. Nobody's allowed to fail for any of this. As long as they did the required thing, they wrote an essay and they did their five citations or whatever it is, they get a pass. You know, as long as the grammar is not like crazy. So th- think about that. You're th- these are um based projects here and you can submit almost anything. It doesn't have to be logically correct. It but it has to take for granted the main theories of the day and I'm sure this was true 40 years ago with whatever theories were going on back then too. You know, the universities aren't grading you based on whether you're correct or not, or you have some new insight or any. It doesn't matter what the content of your essay is. It only matters that you actually formed a coherent essay and that you did whatever else was required of you, like the citations.
5: The participation trophy era. People. Yeah, 100%. man, I, I feel like
3: you're in my graduated head tonight, buddy. with nothing. <laughs> They, they See, have no I... ability to question what's going on because they're graded on their ability to take these things for granted, not
2: to challenge them at all. Well, See, and also, the op- go ahead, Drew. Sorry, mine was the opposite experience in, when I went through university is that you had to regurgitate the status quo, even if you had your own point and you have the evidence and the, and the references to back up your reasoning, your position behind something, if you didn't toe the line, that was considered a failure. So I learned very quickly, I had to regurgitate what they wanted to hear in order to pass. Um, yeah, unless it's just different in different fields, that's pretty crazy to hear. Well, well interesting, know, honestly, because
3: no, since nobody challenged it, every single paper took took these uh, tenets for granted. I wonder what would happen if there was a paper that was like, hey, I'm actually going to challenge uh, some of climate change's fundamental oh, you, assumptions here. you can here. fail
0: that
5: guy. Yeah, know. maybe I wouldn't be able to fail that about. guy, I don't know. Dude, uh, you even said something there too, uh, Ryan. Uh, you said a lot of really great stuff there, man. But uh, the the idea, maybe the fact, really that the the oil is the Earth's blood. Now, does that mean not only is it obviously so abundant, but does it create itself? Like, yeah,
0: like renew. Like, yeah, fairly
5: quickly. The way they spoke about it, and from what I can tell, you know, I've been looking
3: into this a few years since this has been over ten years, and yeah, it does appear that they just refill back oh, at that, that like time too. Goo?
5: Is that what that is?
3: <laughs> I, I guess. Guys, remember back then, this isn't that long ago, but it kind of is, you know, 10 years and more. This is when climate change was really, really, really a hot topic. It still is today, but it was it was out of control. Everybody was talking about it. All the books were talking about it. But also peak oil, you know, they were talking about peak oil since the 70s, but... Really, it was in the 2000s that everybody was talking about peak oil. Oh, my gosh, we're going to hit peak oil. It just never happened. You know, they said this is going to be our peak production. It just never happened. We keep drilling new. They keep making more. They keep finding more. The more time goes on, the more we find, you know, sometimes we have to go deeper. But also these big old pits and everything like we should be out of Saudi Arabian oil by now. It just doesn't. It just fills back up. We don't know where it comes from, but it just fills back up.
2: You can go back to tapped out oil rigs, and they found that it's re it's reconstituted itself. Yep. Well, they thought it was tapped out, and they revisit it, and they can start pumping again.
5: That's a interesting narrative too,
3: right? Even as a kid, I remember thinking, how many dinosaurs need to fall in a pit to create, yeah, like the Saudi Arabian deposits? Even though like, what, dinosaurs what is this? aren't real. <laughs> well yeah even if they were though like how many look at this like it'd be like every single animal on the entire serengeti all being bulldozed together in one pit and crushed yeah. together and still
5: wouldn't come up with that it'd much. be
0: like the first fucking year of the automobile really because i mean how much right. fucking oil do we need
5: yeah and how much do we use there's no way that that many i mean like they the only way that, that is able to work it seems is that it's you know Re- renewing itself or whatever the term would especially be especially
1: nowadays with jet fuel and things like that yeah. the amount that they require it's it's insanity there's no way that it's not an abundant
0: resource if and that it's
5: not getting fuel. created constantly
0: exactly it's replenished yeah good shit the architects of the simulation just keep re-upping the oil. That's that's well, my final answer.
5: I think that the whole black goo theory is fascinating, where it's like the negative energy somehow creates oil. I know it's really, really weird, and it's out there. There's zero science behind that. But I just think that, I mean, <laughs> what? science a- is settled, story. Ryan. What's that? science is settled. I know. I, I, I shouldn't even question it. But I just think it's such a wild. Like I said, it'd be a great movie. I think it's a cool idea. And you can't disprove it. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing episodes on it or anything, just because you can't disprove it. But I think it's a, you know, there's some relatively intelligent
0: people that, that at least talk about that. And I well, think this is where you need to do a South Park quote, where you know, it. it, it we don't know the aliens didn't land on exactly. Thanksgiving. I mean, you can't <laughs> <Right>.
5: disprove it. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. What a great episode. I there's a few that I thought of throughout this episode. I just wanted you held to, your tongue. I did, dude. I oh, I'm sorry. I, might, I was supposed to do an episode on this for episode four hundred, but I just I've been so busy lately. I'm just, waiting
0: for it, but whenever you get around to it, I know it'll be worth the wait. i uh, thanks, man. No, I'm gonna do it uh this week for sure, for sure. So it'll be I might get your Patreon for this one because I'm I, I think I'm equally <laughs> as big of a South Park fan, even though I haven't seen any of the new ones. I'm waiting. I'm gonna binge them all at some point once I get a new subscription. But well, maybe yeah. I should uh, have a few people on. Maybe you can come on
5: there and talk about some. Oh, of I would love here. to, man. Because as far as like,
0: like twenty two ish seasons back, fucking, I'm your guy.
5: Oh, dude, they're great. It's it's incredible stuff that they talk about on that show, man. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll get with you.
0: What's your Instagram? I don't have one. Okay. Well, we'll I was we'll talk- gonna once that. we stop rolling, I was gonna ask for like all your guys' shit, but. Yeah, we'll talk about that after then.
1: Yeah, definitely. And speaking of which, let's let's wrap it up here. This is a good spot. We've been going for almost two hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as always, this was awesome conversation. I could go for another two with you guys. I just got to get up early in the morning. So unfortunately, the real world calls. Uh, let's go around the horn. Tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Ryan, Alexander, we'll start with you, buddy. Oh, great. Thanks. Well, you can
3: find everything I do at my website,
1: noticebooks.org.
3: Notice is spelled not us, not usbooks.org. You can find all of my social medias. I'm most active on Instagram. Got a lot of stuff on YouTube as well. I had my podcast deleted last month, but I got it back online last week. It's called Notice and Friends. I've still got to connect it to my website. Maybe I'll do that even right after this. But uh, you can you can look me up on Spotify or any of the podcast podcasts platforms uh, Spotify did take me down off of all platforms because they own anchor and I published on anchor so they just deleted me outright lots of episodes are gone forever but I'm reposting the good ones at least going through them one by one and, and reposting them and still got new episodes coming out and uh I appreciate you guys uh supporting me and a lot a lot of people I mean just by having me on quite a lot of people have reached out to me and, and said you know I, I heard you on the Monday Night Master Debaters
1: so you've, you've brought me quite a lot of new followers and uh, I appreciate that Oh, thank you, my friends. It's been a pleasure. And Colby, where can we find you,
0: my friends? Well, I just want to also say, Ryan Alexander, you yes, yeah, so this show has put you on my radar. So thanks to uh Matt and Ryan for that. Uh you can find me uh conspiracyplaytime.com for my main show would be the video format. You can also find that anywhere. Audio. My other shows disinfobation with my co-host Dusty, he's at Truthcast on or U on Twitter. And uh that one where it's just kind of fun. We fuck around with current events, make f- like political videos with RFK Jr., Elon and <laughs> Tucker, all of them. Uh that one's uh, actually like we have like 12 listeners, but they seem pretty rabid. So trying to grow <laughs> that one. And that one's everywhere but YouTube and Apple. So
1: yeah man I love that RFK dude I posted it on I took it off YouTube and posted it on my Instagram and it dude it was like a lightning rod it brought people in that were like yeah he's he's obviously not you know one of us and then other people are like he's our last hope he's the only one that's going to save us and I'm like oh yeah
0: God. I got fucking ratioed I put that on YouTube we got kicked off YouTube on disinformation in the way that we didn't get technically kicked off but Every fucking episode we put off got us a strike, so I just stopped fucking posting there. But we still have a channel, so I put that up there. And yeah, people love RFK Jr. I don't know what to say. He's oh, the new Elon. Dude, it's comical.
1: It's Trump is so- and Elon in one body. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great way to put it excellent my friend well thank you for joining us and uh always a pleasure talking with you my man thanks
0: for having me anytime man let me know i'll fucking hop in any day
1: love it drew the man of a million podcasts what do you got going on my friend
2: (laughs) oh geez two hard acts to follow uh yeah just the usual my own little podcast you're missing the point m-i-s-e-n after my name uh conspiracy theater 3000 we kind of hit the brakes a little bit there but we've got some new interesting stuff coming out that uh i think will rock a few people's worlds and my homeschooling podcast with the lovely kaylee uh educators educating educators so
1: yeah check it out good stuff dude i love what you guys do and the, the one you did recently with uh operation red pill was awesome That was a really good episode, man. I I really enjoyed that one. it's one of the longer ones you guys did too. So it was beautiful. Thanks, man. It's awesome. Yeah. And then you also blew my mind with that Brandy interview you did. Holy shit. Uh, Yeah. That's made a few waves. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I had her on and then I listened to yours. I was like, God damn it. She fucking saved all the good shit for him. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, good for you. I don't
2: have like impending whatever the fuck so (laughs) yeah well yeah i know i've made it in podcasting when i've got a lawsuit exactly potentially
1: (laughs) (laughs) and an nda to go with it yeah oh man well thank you my friend always a pleasure talking with you right what do you got going on my man same old stuff man um yeah i would like to have colby
5: on i would love to have ryan on as well dude especially you know getting your your uh, show you know taken down and then uh, you know reinstated if we want to call it. It that. wasn't
3: reinstated i just started a new one
5: Well i know uh, but that's the thing i that, i was trying to say it nicely you know uh but <laughs> yeah if you're willing to man you're you're more than welcome to come on i i love talking and i'm actually going to have to start getting more guests on my show um like doing it solo for a while but uh, you know, when I when I trust people's you know work and people's opinions and whatnot, I want to definitely get more guests on my show. I just don't have the time to do as much research anymore. Um, but I can still talk that shit, and I can you know still do what I do. So the show's not going to change. But uh, yeah, man, just uh, having a lot of fun doing this. Another great time, phenomenal conversation here, man. I I wish that I would have heard the whole thing, but uh, got in a little late here, and uh, you know, other than that, just another great one, man. So, Hey, you could catch the rest of it tomorrow. I will. I will be listening. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, dude, it's, these are, these are always so much fun, man. These round table things and, and, uh, you know, relatively light conversation, but also like some, some good information. Now I will say Musk versus Zuckerberg. When that fight goes down, dude, I'm throwing, I'm betting the house on Zuckerberg. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know he's smaller. He's fucking 13 or 14 years younger. And the dude knows jujitsu. He's also was the captain of his fencing team in college. So, right. I don't think that they can fight with swords and also (laughs) jujitsu. Very overrated. It's becoming the new karate very quickly. But I think it's one martial art that uh, he has where, you know, Musk doesn't have that. I think that uh, he's going to go in there. It's going to be like a sparring match, but I think it would be pretty fun. Also, Alex Stein is in a boxing match coming up here soon on Triller. So that'll be a fun thing to watch. Massive boxing promotion. He's fighting some Arab dude. I don't know the guy, to be honest, but that'll be fun. You know, I love my fights. So
1: do you uh, think the the Elon fight will do a billion like Dana said? I think it would be sad if they
5: charged people. I was actually talking about that on my news show today. They're talking about how much money they could raise for charity. Why don't you have Elon, who's worth $200 billion, give a billion? And why don't you have Mark Zuckerberg, who's worth $100 billion, give half a billion? That's more money right there than they would raise for charity. And do something for the lower middle class people for a fucking change. You know what I mean? They're always either helping out the rich, the elite, or the homeless. Help out the people that are just getting by day to day that are actually going to watch this. Um they could just give money if they really wanted to help charity out. So I, I think it'd be sad uh, with that being said, I would pay for it. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, cause if they put it on a, on a full card with maybe some actual <laughs> MMA fighters on there too, um, I think it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be just fun. You know, great. let's go full, let's lean into the retardation of this whole world right now and watch they two a little Logan fight.
1: Paul or a Mayweather McGregor on there. And Holy shit, it'd break the world.
5: Well, that would be boxing, right? So if these guys are fighting MMA, which is what they're talking about, you need to have like John Jones versus like Stipe or something on there. You know, uh, let's let's do it up. But I don't know, man. You know, like I said, let's lean into this idiocracy that we're living in right now and
1: enjoy it. Who would have thought five years ago that you would even want to see those two empress fight? Right. Right. And now it's like, oh, man, I'm actually kind of interested. I As long as it's to I've the death,
0: it. I'm fucking paying for it.
5: Yeah, well, that's what, I think it'll be a a, a very low-level sparring match. I don't think it'll be fun, but it'll just be fun to be one of those things where you just get drunk, eat some food, and just watch it like a bunch of cavemen. You know what I mean? Kind of like
1: that Tyson De La Hoya fight. Exactly. Or, yeah. or the McGregor-Mayweather
5: fight. That's a high-level sparring match. Ne- neither one of them was going to knock the other one out, and we all yeah. knew that. But... I have a similar rule that I have to uh, watching ha- people have sex versus, you know, people fighting. I'll watch any two willing people have sex. You know, you're going to tell me Joe Biden, and Oprah Winfrey have a sex tape. You're not going to watch that right now. <laughs> I'm going to watch it right after we get off here tonight. Absolutely. I will watch uh, any two people have sex or fight as long as they're willing to. So, yeah, let's do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a long way to say what a fun. What a fun episode.
1: <laughs> well what about you, Matt? What are you up to, uh, dude thanks for joining Ah, oh, i've been fucking swamping my son's baseball team we were on the, at the field every day this weekend and only played yesterday because it rained so uh i haven't been doing anything with my podcasts sticking to this for a little bit i got another month of ball and then back to reality similar to me busy yeah. for a little while but then it's getting back i'm glad to hear it man because people love your show Yeah, yeah, I I miss doing it, man. I just don't have the time or the energy. Like, I got home yesterday after eight hours at the field, and I'm like, ah, you know what, maybe I'll... I took the dog for a walk, came home. As soon as I took a shower and sat down, I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing a thing, man. Interview the dog, dude. Dude, Interview the dog. Yeah, right. Dude, (laughs) she's a mess. She's actually (laughs) hilarious. I got these ducks that are neighbors, and my neighbor has Duck World, where they rescue ducks and chickens and oh, I bet it smells awful oh well they come down now and and, uh, and they're friendly but the problem is when my son and I try to play a wiffle ball in the yard they come down and they think the wiffle balls are food so they start fucking chasing the wiffle balls when he hit, hits them and then go try and peck at them and then he ends up hitting another line drive and it cracks one of the ducks and they freak out <laughs> and the dog sees the ducks freak out so she wants to chase the ducks and it's like a domino effect man and it's just like chaos a in the yard yeah total circus that's awesome so, well, good good luck to the bad news bears as you call them man i hope that they do good yes always fun man it's it's i've been coaching for over 20 years but when it's it is the first time i've coached my son you know in like a in in a competitive environment outside of our you know little bubble that we live in and man it's a whole different animal watching your kid do it and you know i have to snap myself out of it sometimes because I get caught watching because I'm like so enamored that that's my son out there playing and it's like shit man you got a coach too get your head out of your ass but uh yeah nothing better man I love spending time with him and and watching him enjoy it it's something that he loves doing so I'll do it as long as he wants to good for you man that's awesome excellent well thank you guys as always another great Monday night everyone stay strong question everything